Hello and welcome to the Crossroads Church Podcast, where we desire to see a world transformed by the good news of Jesus Christ. If you have a story to share about how God is working in your life, you can send a message to info at mycrossroads.co. Now, let's get our hearts and minds ready for a powerful message from God's Word. We, did, we start a, a, a three-week series today that I can't wait for. It is, it is called Fresh Start. It's about starting, starting over. And really, a whole lot of life, when you think about it, is about starting over, isn't it? I mean, you think about the, the, the average person, according to the Bureau of, uh, of Labor, the average person, by the time they, or the average baby boomer or baby buster will, or Gen X, they will have 10 different jobs by the time they're 40 years old. For the millennials, they will have between 12 and 15 jobs by the time they are 40 years old. The average American will have moved 11.7 times in their lifetime. Think about school. Think about how many different times that you, that you adjust and you, you move with school. You go from, you go from preschool to, to kindergarten to elementary to, to middle school to high school to college and a lot of times to grad school. You go, and each one of those is a, is a brand new start. It's a, it's a big change, isn't it? And then also you have, you have relationships. And sometimes your friends that were great friends back here are you're not as great of friends with here, but you have new friends. And in each stage of life, you have different friends and different relationships, and there's new beginnings in relationships. And even if, you know, for those of you that are dating, the chances are that you've, you've dated more than one person. For those who are married, the chances are you were more than, more than, dated more than one person before you got married. And, and 43 to 46%, unfortunately, of marriages in our country uh, end in divorce. Uh, thank God that's, uh, that's growing less uh, right now, for, especially among uh, college-educated uh, college people. But of those people who have been divorced, three out of four will be married again. That's a new fresh start. That's a new, be, new beginning. And there's different stages in life, isn't there? There's the stages of, you know, graduation. That's a whole new beginning. There's retirement. That's a whole new beginning. Every child is a new beginning, right? Every child, we hope, we're a better parent the, the next time than we were the, the, the first time, right? And then you also have just uh, every year we have new beginnings, right? Uh, every year there's New Year's and we say, you know, I, I, this year's going to be different. This year I'm going to, this year I'm not going to, whatever. And each year is a, is a new beginning. Life is about new beginnings. And, and sometimes it's a new beginning because life just happens, right? Like the school thing, it's just you grow older, you go to a different school, or hopefully you go to a different school. And it's not because you've done anything or they've done anything, but it's, you've done some good things and you've gone to a different school. Uh, but other times, you're in a different stage in life because of decisions you've made or actions you've taken. Sometimes you're in different stages of life because other people, their decisions that they've made or the actions that they've, the, that they've taken. But here's the million-dollar question, okay? Will the next time be better than the last time? Well, this time here, how will it be different? How will it be better? Or will you just go through life? Will you just go through an experience? Or will this time be better than the last time? Will you learn some things from this time to make it better than, than last time? That's the, that's the big question that we need to do, and we're going to take a look at here. Uh, a strange truth, okay, is that we learn, we learn the most uh, from our mistakes in the areas that matter the least. Isn't that true? I mean, maybe, you know, you play golf and you, and you, you duff it one time and you go, okay, I've got to keep my head down the next time, right? Or you can, maybe it's cooking and you made a mistake, you go, but next time, you know what, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that. Maybe it's a hobby. Maybe it's something that, you know, that you've done and you learn as you, as you, as you learn to knit or you need to uh, photography or whatever it is. You get better at whatever, whatever it is. 
Maybe it's, it's even something as simple as painting or, or things, whatever it is. It seems like the things in life that really don't matter, that's not going to make a real significant difference in our life. We learn real quick about, uh, from our mistakes, but in the things that, uh, that we tend to repeat our mistakes in the areas that matter the most. Isn't that true? And you think of it that because uh, sometimes we make the same mistakes over and over. That's in the area of relationships, in the area of our finances, in the area of our career, in the area of our school, in the area of our raising kids. It seems like sometimes we make the same mistake over and over and over. And then we ask ourselves this question. We ask ourselves, when will I ever, what? When will I ever learn? And we just, and, and that's the question. There's two words that I want to show there. The first one is I, right? That pops out at me. When will I? Because there's one person that's involved in every single one of the story that you go through. Every experience that you have, you're involved in it, right? Every bad decision you've ever made, every, every weird choice, every, everything like that, there's one common denominator in that, and it's you, right? And so, the, but the other question is, the other word is learn. Because are we going to just go through experiences in life, or are we going to learn from those experiences? Are we going to be better the next time than we were the, than we were the last time? Because here's the truth. Life has enough unavoidable pain, isn't it? doesn't it? I mean, life is, life is tough. If you made every decision you ever made in your life was a perfect decision, you'd still go through pain and suffering in this world because we live in a fallen world and because there's other people that make stupid decisions that affect, that affect you. Even if you did everything perfect, you'd still go through some tough times. But, but here's the thing, that a lot of times we bring the tough things on ourselves because of decisions that we make or actions that we take, and are we going to keep doing that over and over and over to ourselves, or are we going to learn from that? We're going to talk right now about three myths. Today's just going to be, we're going to be myth busters, okay? And, uh, and so the, the first myth is this, that when it comes to, to that, is the experience myth. And this is, just because I go through something, that means I'm going to be wiser because of the process of just having to go through it. But let's just show how ridiculous that is. If you are hungry, okay, you're really hungry, does just walking through a restaurant cure your hunger? No, you know, I mean, it, it, it has the opportunity that it could help in that. But there's something that you have to do. If you stop, if you get out a menu, if you make an order, and if you eat, then it helps you with your hunger. Otherwise, just going through it doesn't make you any, any, any better than that. And experience alone doesn't make us any wiser. It can make us lonelier. It can make us poorer. It can make us, you know, what, whatever. It can make us older, but it doesn't mean that it's, we're going to be wiser. There's, and and the, the, the poster children for this are the children of Israel. If you've ever read the, the, the Old Testament, there's things that you look at and you just go, when will these people ever learn, right? I mean, what they do is this. It's over and over the exact same thing. That, that first, they start out loving God and worshiping the God of, of the universe. And man, he just prospers them. They are blessed. The nation is blessed. The people are blessed. Everybody's blessed. The families are blessed. And then they start worshiping for who knows what reason. They start worshiping other gods and bowing down to idols. And God says, you know what? I'm going to remove my hand of protection from you. I'm going to remove my hand of blessing from you and see how you like it when, when you live a godless life. 
And suddenly, oh man, everything, all hell breaks loose in their life and, and in their nation and everything. And the, the enemies come in and whoop up on them and they're going, help us. God, 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 we're so sorry. We're so sorry. We repent. We're not going to do that. We throw away our, our other gods. And, and, and God says, you know what? I, in his mercy, he has mercy on them and he sends them a deliverer, sends them a king, sends them a prophet, sends whatever it is, and, and sets them free from whoever those captives. And for a while, they're going, oh God, thank you, thank you, thank you for setting us free. And it seems like they, they don't even blink. They're right back to worshiping false gods and worshiping other idols. And I don't know about you, but I'm reading in there going, when are you going to learn? I mean, when are you serious? When are you going to learn that, that life with God is better than life without God for yourself and for your nation? When are you going to learn that? And you just want to grab my lapels and say, what, how do you have to go through that same pain every single time without learning? But then I realize that I and that we do the same thing far too, far too often. And, uh, but that's, so the, the, just the myth is that just going through an experience is going to make us wiser. The truth is, is evaluated experience is going to make you wiser. It's when you stop and consider between this time and this time and you go, okay, what did I learn from the last time? What did I learn from the last job? What did I learn from the last relationship? What did I learn at the last school? What did I learn at the last whatever it is? What did I do wrong? What did I do Right? What, would, what is God trying to teach me from this point to this point? What is God trying to teach me? And it's when we evaluate that, it's when we really take a look at it, that we can grow from this moment to this moment. But just going through the experiences isn't going to help us any bit. That's myth number one. Myth number two is the enlightenment uh, myth. And that's saying this, that's saying that just because I know better now, because I've gone through it, just because I know better, therefore I'm going to do better the next time. I'm going to automatically, because I know, I'm automatically going to do. And we know that's not true, right? You know it's not true. I know it's not true. There was a, there was, uh, and I could, I could show just, uh, you know, hundreds of examples of this. But for whatever reason, the one that came to my mind was when I was in, in seminary, there was a, uh, we were in counseling classes. And one counseling class, we divided into small groups and we, and we worked on counseling and kind of counseled each other and everything. And there was one lady there that I'll never forget. She was in her fifth, count them, one, two, three, four, five marriages. She was in her fifth one. And in each one, she said, this is what she said, she said, each one she has been and is currently was, was in a, married to an, an abusive alcoholic that beat her. And we're like going, you know, why? Why do you just keep going from one to the other? And, and this is what she said. She says, I know better. She said, I knew. I knew what was happening. I knew the problem. I knew what kind of person I was marrying. I knew that. I'm just a bad picker. And she said this. She said that I really believe that this time, even though I went to marry the same type of person, I thought this time would be different. I thought this time I could rescue this person. I thought this time I could help that person. And, and again, before we throw rocks at her, don't we sometimes do the same thing? We do the same thing, same thing, same thing, make the same choices, make the same bad mistakes, and then we wonder why we get the same results from, uh, from that. And isn't that the, you know, the definition of insanity, that you do the same thing over and over expecting different, re, different results? And, uh, and, and here's the, so here's the thing, is, is truth number two, is we need to make necessary changes. It's not just knowing it. You have to actually do something about the, the, the things that you've learned. We know this in driving, don't we? 
I mean, you think about this. When you're driving and you realize that you've gone the wrong direction, you realize you've taken the wrong turn, you're going the wrong way, maybe the, your GPS is, is saying take a U-turn wherever possible or, or recalculating or anything like this, you're aware of it and you're going, oh man, and you immediately at that point go, I've got to go a different direction. I've got to take that U-turn. I've got to stop. I've got to go a different road because going this way is not going to lead me to where I want to go. Now, if we know that with driving instantaneously, immediately do that, why do we know that in life? Why do we know that of going, I'm going the wrong direction, I'm heading the wrong direction, these decisions are not helping me, actually they're hurting me, and why can't we at that point go immediately, you know what, I need to change directions. I need to stop making the same decision, do the same action over and over and thinking I'm going to get better results as as a result of that. And I'll tell you one thing, as a a pastor for for a, a while now, Uh, I have heard person after person, if I had a dollar for every time I've heard somebody say, you know, I know I need to dot, dot, dot. I know I need to stop dot, dot, dot. But then there's no change whatsoever in the person's actions and they think they're going to get a different, different result. So here's the point. Just by going through an experience doesn't mean you're going to be wiser on the other side. And just by knowing the right thing to do doesn't mean you're going to do the right thing. We need to actually do. What is the decision that you have to make right now to change the direction of where you're going in those decisions that are keep going and coming up to, to bite you in, in life? And the third one is this, that's the time is against me myth. I mean, we've all felt that before, that, man, my opportunities are passing by. I'm not getting any younger. My bio- biological clock is, is ticking. I'm here. My friends are over here. And it just seems like, you know, I need that time. I need to rush it. I need to super drive it to get over, over here. Time is my enemy. But in reality, time is your, is your, your friend. Uh, because here's the thing, that we can get, when an event that happens, we can get knocked off place. We can get knocked out. We can get, you know, to have, have our balance. We can be knocked off balance. And it seems like the bigger the issue, the more we can be knocked off balance, right? Let me ask you this question. How many of you have ever gone under general anesthetic? Raise your, raise your hand. All right, many of you, in fact, most of you, way most of you. How, how do you feel when you first wake up? I mean, you're like... You don't even know who you are. You don't know where you are. You don't know anything about. And that's why the people say this. They say, don't make any big decisions while you're, you know, after general anesthesia because you don't know who you are. You're not going to make good decisions. In fact, if people tell you something, that's why you have a driver with you because, first of all, you can't drive. You don't know enough to drive. You can't figure it out at that point. And also, they tell your driver the information you need to know because you're not in a position right then to be able to hear what they're, what they're saying. And how many of you have ever had somebody tell you after general anesthetic that you said something or you did something that you said, I did, right? Are you kidding me? I said that? I don't even remember saying that. But maybe you can relate. If that's you, maybe you can relate to these people. That is such a good looking color. What? what? Your purse is like purple. It looks good. It's, it's Bobby, it looks good. Okay, thank you. It's orange like your shirt you're wearing. <laughs> you're t- we're twins? Yes, we're twins. You're my sister? I'm your mother. Oh, you're not my sister. I'm a woman. What am I going to do? Hey, what's the big... Hey, what's the big orange thing on my arm, man? Come on. Nate, oh no. Oh no, my eyes. They in three different... Wait. Do I have three eyes? 
Hey, doctor. Jordan. Doctor. Jordan, stop yelling. Calm down. Jordan, calm down. Hey, doctor. My mom said tell me to calm down. Jordan. Doctor. You have two. Look at, look at those flags over there in that building. They look, they look good with their, with their wood. Yeah. <laughs> The fact is, when we've got uh, we've gone under anesthetic, that uh, that we're you know we're loopy. We make some weird decisions. We're not we're not all there, and 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 also in that it's it's not your fault, right? It's just what happens when you go under anesthesia. And the same thing, if we're loopy, it's not our fault when we've gone through through life. And here's the thing: time is your friend when you've gone under general anesthesia, isn't it? After a while, you're going, okay, I'm back. All right, phew. You know, right? You suddenly you, things start to clear up. Suddenly the things now somebody can tell you something that you didn't, that you weren't ready to hear just a few minutes before. Suddenly now that you're, you, you know, and, and you and I understand something. We, I don't have to explain what I'm doing here, right? I mean, we, we know that in life sometimes when something happens, we can't think straight. Especially the bigger it is, the harder it is to think straight. I had one friend that one time had a, went through a bad breakup in, in college and he looked at me and said, don't mind me, I'm just temporarily insane. And I thought that's, that's a pretty good thing, isn't it? I mean, that's a pretty good description. Sometimes when we go through, through things, we're kind of temporarily insane. We don't have it all together and we're not able to hear what some people have to say that they want to tell us that we'll be able to in a little bit of time. And sometimes, sometimes we try to carry something in this, from this whatever, into this whatever. And because of time, if, we, if there's not enough time, sometimes we carry unforgiveness from here to here. Sometimes we cover jealousy from here to here or hatred from here to here if we've not been enough time. Time is our friend in the middle of, uh, of all this. And something else there, uh, there too is you and I have seen something in sports. I love sports. Some of you love sports. And something we've all seen in sports is this, that one team has stunk it up in the first half. I mean, they are getting creamed, right? They have made, they've made every bad decision. They're playing horribly. They're, they're not playing by the fundamentals. Even the fundamentals, they're not doing it. And they're just, you're like, what is wrong with them? And then all of a sudden, that team goes in at halftime, and they come out, and they're a totally different team. I mean, they're winning when they were losing. They're making, you know, they're making great plays. They're, they're following through. They're doing the fundamentals. They're doing everything. And suddenly, this team that was getting whooped up on is the one that's whooping up on. And then the, the, the announcer, I love it when the announcer says, I don't I don't know what got into them at halftime, but this is a completely different team after halftime. And I think about this too, is, is I love the Bible because it tells so many stories about people that, that in scene number one, they stunk up the joint, right? Scene number one, they, 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 they blew it with a capital B. But then all of a sudden you look over here and man, they're doing it right. And there's, God's using them in great ways and just making way better decisions. And I'm wondering, okay, what happened here? What happened at halftime? Because I want to know what it is for my own life. And there's, you know, an example of that would be Moses. Moses, as many of you knew, grew up as he was a, he was a Hebrew. Who, he was a Jew, but he was raised in Pharaoh's palace. He was raised in, in, with, uh, with Pharaoh. And even though he looked like a Jew, I mean, like, a, like an Egyptian and walked like an Egyptian, right? He was, uh, he was actually a Hebrew at heart. And I really believe that God put in his heart that he was someday going to be the deliverer of God's people. But he didn't wait to do it God's way. What happened one time is he's watching one of his fellow Jews being beat by, by an Egyptian, and he, the Bible says he does this. He looked to the left. He looked to the right. Which way did he not look? He didn't look up. He didn't go, God, what do you want me to do here? 
And he takes matters into his own hands and he kills the Egyptian, tries to bury him. Pharaoh finds out about it, puts a contract out on his life, and he has to split and live in the desert for 40 years. But here's the thing. He comes out of that and God recalls him into ministry and suddenly look at the guy. He's a totally different guy. He's a totally different leader. And suddenly he's, God, what do you want me to do? God, I'm looking to you. I'm looking up first. And, and God's changed this man. Something's happened in the halftime. God's changed something between scene one and scene two. And God even used that terrible time in the wilderness for him that he, I'm sure, thought was a complete waste of his life and a complete waste of time. God was using, giving him and developing him into be the leader that he was. And, and time leading sheep in the wilderness was perfect on-the-job uh, training for leading God's people in the wilderness as well. Another example, that would be David. You have David right here. He is, he's anointed king as a young man, as a teenager. But it wasn't for over a decade until he became king. Why? What happened in the middle here? What did God have to do in the middle of this? God had to raise him up to be the man of God he was calling him to be over here. He said, this is who you are, but right now you're this. And we need to train you. We need to train you as a leader. We need to train you as a warrior. We need to grow up as a man in order to be ready to king it when it's finally time to, to king it. One thing that, that, that you ladies know is that for anybody that's been a, a mom is you don't conceive and deliver on the same day. There's something that happens in between there. There's a time. There's a long time in between those times. But time is your friend, isn't it, in that? But I can't imagine that sometimes that has to be so tiring to go from here. And when is this ever going to happen over here? And I ask you ladies, what were some of the things that you go through, especially during the third trimester? What are some of the things going through your, your mind? And this is what they, you guys said. Said, it's uncomfortable. I'm anxious. I feel overwhelmed, I feel frustrated, I'm irritable, and I feel impatient. And several of them used the words painful and fearful. And I thought, isn't that a perfect description of a lot of times between chapter 1 and chapter 2 in our life? between this season of life and this season of life, and we're so frustrated in there when we have to wait between this and this, and sometimes think about the same words that maybe you're feeling right now, uncomfortable, anxious, overwhelmed, frustrated, irritable, impatient, and maybe it is even painful, and maybe you feel fear even at this time too. But one thing you ladies know is you ladies know that God's up to something. That you know that while the time is going there, God is up to something and He is developing, He is strengthening, He is, uh, he is causing to, to grow. And I wonder if we could just remember that same thing, that no matter what we're going through, in the time between here and here, God is up to something. He's developing, He's growing, He's causing to grow. I love history. I love reading about different types of history. I love reading about Native Americans and their history. And one thing we were taught by them, one thing we're, we're told, is that they used every piece of the animal. They used every part of the animal. If they killed a buffalo, they used the hide, they used the meat, they used the horns, they used the hoofs, they used the entrails. And I want you to know that God uses every part of everything with you. He can use those things that, that sting you and hurt you and gorge you and, and gouge you. He can use the things that, that seem to, to, to stomp on you. He can use the entrails that are filled with manure and still make good come out of that manure. He can use whatever he wants. He never, ever wastes a tear. He doesn't waste a, heart, uh, a heartbreak. He doesn't waste an experience. He doesn't waste any of those. And he actually uses those things to take you from where you are as stepping stones to where he wants you to, to be. But sometimes it takes that time in, in between. But understand this. The time is not your enemy. Time is your friend in the middle of those things. And if we could just bow our head and close our eyes for a moment. And here's, here's the choice as I see it. 
when we go through experience, and especially a painful experience, we can either go to the next time, no better than we were the, the last time, having not learned a, a thing, having gained nothing from the experience, maybe older but no wiser, or we can allow God to redeem that experience. And maybe you look back on some of the things in your life. What are some of the experiences that you've been through? Are we learning from those? And let's just go through the myths once again, the experience myth. Just by going through that experience, good, bad, or indifferent, doesn't make you wiser. Have you ever taken the time to just go, okay, God, what do you want me to learn from that relationship, from that job, from that place, from that whatever? What do you want it as I come into this new experience and this new start? How can, God, how can this start truly be fresh? How can this one be alive? How can this one be better than the, the last time? And now that I'm enlightened, that I'm just automatically going to do the, the right thing. You may know the right thing, but what are some choices right now? What are some steps that you need to take in order for the, the choice you've made to become reality? And the third is just to know that time's not against you in this. That just like with anesthesia, God can take the... God can use that time to make you where you can think again, where you can hear from other people, and where you can become alive. And so, God, right now, we thank you that you give us fresh starts in life, that you give us new beginnings all the time. Every day, really, God is a new beginning. And God, even every day, if we can make that day better than the last day, because we've learned something about you. So God, grow us up. Help us to go, as you say in your word, from glory to glory. Help us to go not just from experience to experience, but, but God, help us to have a, a step up, a new revelation of you, a new revelation of ourselves, a new revelation of who you want us to, to be. So God, we don't want to do the last time, the, way, the next time, the way we did the last time. We want to do it better, having grown, having heard from you. God, this time we want to, we want to act more Christ-like this time. We want to be a better witness this time. God, we want to watch our mouth more this time. God, we want to choose better in life. God, we want to make better financial decisions and better, better life decisions. And God, this time we want to do it better than the last time, whatever that is. So we ask for our, your help. And we pray all these things in the name of Jesus Christ. And all God's people said... Amen. Thank you so much for listening to the Crossroads Church Podcast. If you would like to listen to past Crossroads Church Podcast, you can go to mycrossroads.co slash podcast. Once again, thanks for listening.